inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to where they are today. Today, my guests are Paka and Junchi from Fangang. Fangang is an amazing NFT project, and they have, they're building a brand. It's a character brand. We talked about what that means in this episode, but we dive into everything. They were very gracious with their time and uh, insight into how they are approaching building a brand, not for today, not for Web3 alone, but for the long term. So this is a really great conversation. I really appreciate them taking the time. And without further ado, my conversation with Paka and Junshi from Fangang. I've liked what you're doing since the beginning and the vision for uh, building a brand and getting out there, which I want to dive into and sort of like how you guys yeah. see that, not not from my perspective, but like I just <laughs> I love seeing that because it's not as um, it's not as common, surprisingly, in Web three. Like from day one, it wasn't as uh, let's say like entrepreneur driven. Where mm-hmm. I can say to you guys, entrepreneurs, like what you're doing and, and where you're, where you come from, where you're going. So um, yeah, I really appreciate appreciate your time. That that's that's nice. I think we kind of became entrepreneurs along the way mm-hmm. because at our core, we're basically artists. We we like, to, I mean, we like to draw stuff. We have we have some cool ideas. We, I mean, we are creatives at heart. But then again, the space made us entrepreneurs, as you say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's 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 we've been learning a lot. Mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. It's been couple of uh busy years and 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 fun years above all i think that's that's yeah that's absolutely it. that's it for sure yeah, yeah for sure yeah so had you guys done anything solo like this like so you're both artists i guess i like to dive into origin stories that's sort of the the premise on the show yeah um so where who were you um like Paco, if you want to start maybe who were you before nfts like if someone was to say like oh this is a good friend might look at you and be like oh he is this like how would you describe that um, that that's that's a tough question to start with <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean i would say i've, I've been a creative all my life mm-hmm. uh like uh that's everything i've i've done ever since i can remember since having like will to do something uh it's always been related to creativity uh, I've played in bands for years. I've toured uh, for over ten years. Uh, I I did I did art ever since I was 15, 16 years old. I started illustrate, illustrating back then, um, and then um, along the way, uh, bec- I, I wanted to be a designer. That's that. I mean, I wanted to be an artist, but I I kind of became a designer because I wanted to be an artist. You know, mm-hmm. and I I know that's like the path a lot of artists take. Uh, it gets it gets to a point that you have to make choices, and you need to start earning money, uh, building up, up uh, you know, your own personal life. Uh, and and when that time came, I went to study uh, uh, design. I st- actually I studied marketing and advertising, um, but uh, with a big focus on on design. Uh, and for the past fifteen years, uh, before uh, joining the NFT space, before starting Fangang. Um, I've worked in advertising agencies, um, so so that's m- more focused on the entertainment part, more focused on 
the culture part. I work a lot in brand activation. Um, and and that, that has been my background, like creating experiences for people uh, through brands, because that, that was uh, what, what, what moved me at the time. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how I ended up here and uh, how I ended up catching up on art again mm-hmm. and starting to draw again, starting to put my stuff out there. Uh, but, but I would say I'm a creative at heart and that's what I like to do, like, like creative stuff, thinking about cool stuff, drawing stuff. That's, that's my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The brand, uh, side of things and like marketing we don't really do marketing, but we're more brand. So like our company Spire is all about helping people develop their brand to build successful, uh, tiny businesses. We're looking like one to a couple of people kind of thing, but profitable businesses. So hearing that is totally uh it, it totally like strikes a chord with me i didn't hear it's actually speaking of striking a chord how about a segue there what is this tour you were touring for 10 years in a band no no i i played in the band for 10 years uh i wasn't constantly touring of course okay. it was a local band that uh-huh. uh i i actually played in two bands back then it was heavy music i mean too i i have i've been into metal since i was uh, a kid uh, nowadays, I'm I'm way more open uh, on the things <laughs> I listen to. But back then, I was a metalhead. I I went to shows all the time. I played shows all the time, and and I I was lucky enough to play in a band that toured Europe, uh, and did quite a few shows over here. And actually, right when I left the bands, they secured a tour to Japan and to the States, and I kind of missed that one. Wow! <laughs> uh, and I I will never forget me for for that one. But yeah, I mean. It is what it is. Yeah, is that music uh, yeah, still out there? I had a lot of fun. Is that music out there on Spotify yeah, 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 or anything? Yeah. Is that something you're yeah yeah okay sharing? I can link you. Okay, after. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. check it out. So, what were your influences? Would you say because like I used to, I would be at shows all the time. I'm in Chicago in the states. We have some great little clubs and bigger ones. And back in yeah. the 2000s, I was just constantly out at like house of blues and metro and the riv and all these places yeah um so like sort of what were your uh, inspirations i i played a lot uh in small venues like mm-hmm. uh 100 to 200 people cap yeah. uh and, and it was super fun because they those were those were my my favorite shows i i played in, in in big festivals but those were my favorite shows because i was super close to to the people and it, it was just fun, you know, it was just fun. And I think, to be honest, I think a lot of that translates to what we do these days, you know, mm-hmm. being close to people and connecting with them on a more personal level rather than just the band being on stage and the public being like away behind behind the, the, the security people and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So my kind of favorite shows were those and that was always my inspiration. I mean, I, I, I like raw stuff. I like... I like to be close to people and playing close to people. I'm not. I'm not a man of uh, many words. I told you that before uh-huh. before this conversation. Uh, but I prefer to do stuff instead of talking about it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So that that was always my inspiration. And and I mean the kind of music I played also. Uh, I mean that was also what was on the core of it. You know, like doing stuff, putting your emotions out there, but rather than just talking about stuff mm-hmm. yeah were you involved in the it's, writing it's process too philosophical i know but oh no 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 i mean that that's what it's all about i love i love sort of diving yeah. into the like the creative's mindset with things 
Um, so were you part of like the writing process for music? How did that, uh, how did that go with your yeah, uh, band? Yeah. 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 Ever since the beginning, uh, I, I mean, it was it, my first band. We started as kids, like trying to learn how to play instrument. You know, I, 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 I play the guitar and bass. Uh, uh, that's, those are my core instruments. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, when you were learning, of course you learn stuff from other people, but early on you start to try to write your own things. Uh, and that's, that's what I've been doing. Like ever, ever since I, I started a band, I, we wrote together. We, we basically, uh, had some jams, jam sessions and a lot of it came out of those jam sessions. So it was, uh, creative process that flowed naturally rather than just sitting and writing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, I always had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually fun that you, you ask about the music part because when the pandemic started, I picked up my instruments again and I recorded, uh, I wrote and recorded a full album, nice. uh, that's still waiting to, I, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. I, I, I've, 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 I've shared this with Junchi, I don't know, two years ago or whatever, right <laughs> when we started connecting. And it's sitting on my computer because I haven't found anyone to sing on it because that's mm. definitely not my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wrote it all. I wrote the drums. I played the guitar. I played the bass. I played, played the keyboard. Uh, a friend of mine mixed it. But right now, I, I, I can't just find anyone to sing on it So <laughs> because what, I've been too busy, actually. Yeah. And what style then are you looking for in terms of a vocalist? Because I do know a few people. Oh really? Yeah. We're gonna find we're gonna find vocals in this call. We could. It? You never know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, I like. Uh, I would like to have uh, back 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 in the days. I used to go metal, all yeah. like that that heavy stuff, uh-huh. like scream stuff coming right from within. I want to go a bit softer now, but still scream like a heavy rock thing. It's 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 a heavy album, you know. Uh-huh. But I want to have someone that can has melody but can also scream a bit that, okay gotcha. that's what i'm looking yeah. for right now yeah let me think <laughs> about it there's there's a producer who's done he's like grammy nominated and done a lot of stuff and i'll i'll have to oh. think and see if there's a if there's a connector I, that makes sense gee geez that's that no pressure at all <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no i just i want to help in any way that i can with anything that anyone's doing like would you see actually releasing this within the fan game or this would be completely separate in your uh, thing no that's that that's that's something completely different yeah, which makes I, sense I, I, this is something i've yeah yeah this is something i've done on a personal level even before nfts even before fan gang yeah. i mean it I, i've i've actually been uh thinking uh, tinkering about uh releasing it as an nft somehow uh-huh. of course when you're in it you want you everything just goes that way you know but uh at the same time, I want to do something uh, like really vintage. I want to release uh, uh, an LP out of it, do like a vinyl stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure yet how, how that will play out, you know. Yeah. But, but the, um, I mean, I need to have it ready first. Uh-huh. I need to have it. I have the artwork ready. I mean, that's, nice. that, that was the first thing I, I like <laughs> right after I finished the album. That's of course, like, I had to do the artwork. It's like the designer yeah. approach too. the first thing you do is when you have an idea, you make a logo. It's like, OK, I have a logo for this yeah. business idea. <laughs> now, what do I do with it? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so Junchi. Then you have to know about business. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Junchi, so where who would you be before uh, to rewind just a little bit? 
before mm-hmm. Fangain and NFTs and sort of diving into this world? Um, so my journey is a bit shorter than Pakas, uh, as I'm, I'm younger. I'm 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, before NFTs, I was still in uh, university uh, studying multimedia design. So I was on my way to become a designer. I mean, I don't know if I would have found a job, but um, I was learning to be a designer. Um, but before that, I... I was doing uh, video editing, so um, and I was a cameraman at first, and I started doing video editing. And through an internship, I got to a local network at first, and I became a junior editor over there. And I really loved what I was doing there, but I always had that urge of creating more than just you know remixing stuff that other people had shot on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's why I wanted to study on and go to university for multimedia design. Um, but I, st- I still love doing editing uh, here and there. And for Fan Gang, you know, some some videos that we put out that I've edited as well. So it's still fun to do. Um, but then during university, I was nearly done. I was almost getting my degree. And then NFTs happened. <laughs> so um, we we started talking about Fan Gang. And it was like, okay, this is really cool. You can really kickstart your own like brand and company here with within this new community uh, of people. Um, and so I kind of took that leap and just left university for it uh, to go like all in uh, Web3 for it. Uh, and it, I mean, in my opinion, it paid off. My mom mm-hmm. maybe doesn't think so, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it's going well. I'm doing what I love here. Um, and I don't think I would have had that same satisfaction if I was, you know, working for a boss or in some corporate company, um, like following orders. And, you know, you make your own orders here, you make your own. Uh, stuff that you really want to make um so that's it's kind of like a dream job for me um so i'm kind of happy that i went this route uh but i'm not really sure where i would have been if i stayed in university and got my degree and just did nfts as like a side thing you know isn't that wild like one it's a major decision but one decision can change everything and who knows the trajectory if you didn't like you said if you kept it on the side because i saw you guys started uh march 2021 um yep. crypto alpacas and uh what is it cyber stamps and crypto yeah. doge so yeah, like yeah, yeah. so those were were you did you find each other through creating sort of what's what's the origin yes. story of uh, you guys coming together no, that's exactly it. Like we were in a group DM on Twitter with a bunch of other creators, um, kind of like the OGs of the space, I would say. And I don't really know how we specifically started talking with each other anymore, but I, I guess we just hit it off on the same ideas, you know, like mm-hmm. the same creative ideas. And then I think one of us just hit the other one up at some point and we just started talking um, about, you know, what kind of projects we would like to see in the space and what kind of aesthetic and vibe that project would have. And we both have share those similar interests uh, and all those interests are kind of combined into Fangang in that way. Mm-hmm. What were some of those initial things that you were talking about? I think my, maybe the, one of the first things we talked about was streetwear. Mm-hmm. Um, no project at that point had really talked about that, not even merch that much, I think. Um, so I think that yeah. was like, one of the initial things we were like, okay, we we're on the same wavelength. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I think things started rolling from there. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of your street where you guys have crushed it on the products, like I know there's like, there's a small handful right now, but they, 
I don't own any, but from everything I've seen, they look phenomenal, which is leap. It feels leaps and bounds above everyone else. Is, is that a space you guys had any experience in or is this first trial in that world? For me, just as a fan. To be really, honest, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm actually wearing a Wild Fangs t-shirt right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's a basic one, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So My I, I would there. say, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I wear it all the time. So yeah. I, I probably need to get a couple of extras. Um, <laughs> I would say, like, no, we, to, to be honest about it, we we add experience as uh consumers not as creators i mean all all i did was band merch which is totally different from what we're doing right now you know we are creating a clothing brand everything designed from scratch thing i mean it's 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 really different you know uh, you, when when you when you're printing shirts for bands you just do some sales screening you know and and, and that's it and and sell it for 10, 20 bucks, I don't know, 30 bucks. I don't know how much do the, the, those go for these days, to be <laughs> honest. But I mean, with Wild Things, we're thinking things from scratch and we have a concept behind it. We have like the drops are curated to match mood. To The first one was live in New Fang City. So everything is related to the characters, to their small traits. I mean, there's, there's, there's a big thought behind it. It's not just grabbing the logo and slap it on a shirt and that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that's what we knew we didn't want to do yeah yeah just slap we, it on yeah you know yeah so so i think it's it's interesting how everything developed because we've we've been learning a lot along the way mm-hmm. like it's it's super demanding and there's like for, for things to be exactly as as you envisioned it you have yeah. to do a lot of tries you have to talk to a lot of people, uh, go to through different suppliers. I mean, it's 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 not an easy task and it's not a cheap one, to be honest. It's yeah. not a cheap one to create quality apparel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, but it is what it is. That's that's what we set ourselves to do, you know? So that's, that's what we've been working on. Yeah, one of the things that a lot of people uh, overlook and don't realize is distribution and actual like warehousing mm-hmm. of sorts. How do you guys handle that? Is that... Uh, like how far down that rabbit hole have you gotten? I guess <laughs> it's it, it's a damn nightmare. I could tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we we like everything related to Wild Fangs. Uh, we have produced in Greece, and it's warehoused there. Uh, our logistics is there, so everything is being sh- shipped from there. We have a team there that helps us with it. When it comes to plushies, which is our latest physical item. Um, Everything is being stored. I mean, I have a couple of boxes here. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's being stored. I mean, I I I managed to to secure like a, a warehouse from from uh, my grandmother actually. Uh, so she helped me uh, store the plushies to start because it's it's like if things don't move, you need to store it for a while, you know. And it's it's not just a small box like this when you produce like. <laughs> in quantities to reach mass market, which is what we're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have space to store it. You need to have people to ship it. You need to have everything like the logistics are a nightmare. And I learned a lot about it during the past, I would say the past year when we started shipping Wild Fangs. Uh, it's been a super intense learning process. But I mean, in the, in, in the end, it happens. And that's what matters, you know, in the end, thing get cheap people receive their stuff they're happy about it so it pay, it pays off you know uh-huh. i think i think that's the the thing it's Absolutely. a lot of work but 
it's rewarding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I know with warehousing, typically they go by SKUs and how much like yep. one product, even different variations is a new SKU and all of these things. How like it's it's tough because you need to be doing enough volume to pay for the SKUs to be in the warehouse. Have you struggled with that at all? Have you like how are you looking at that right now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would be lying if I said we don't struggle with that because you have to, you need to have a lot of volume yeah. for, for things to be profitable, you know. And right now we're, we're, we're in a kind of a limbo where we need to go Web 2 because our Web 3 community is uh, still small. It's still a niche mm -hmm. for everything we want to do with the brand. So we're on the, that process of uh, getting the brand out there uh, like we're getting in touch with other suppliers, uh, other, other, uh, not suppliers, other uh, retailers mm -hmm. uh, to get stuff out there. That's not just inside our own uh, medium, you know, our own platforms, our own social media, our own website. We need to branch out and, and make the brand bigger than it is right now. So that has been it, it like for the past three months, I've been super focused on that. Mm -hmm. It demands a lot of outreaching, a lot of emails, a lot of calls calling. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it has to be done. It yeah. has to be done because things can't just sit in a warehouse, you know? So that's, uh, that's the phase we're on right now Yeah. when it comes to, to wild things. And I'm just curious, have you considered doing, um, Amazon, uh, FBA fulfilled by Amazon where they would actually house your product and it only is sold through there? Has that been a consideration at all? I'm not... I don't have the firsthand experience with warehousing. I just, from everything from people I've talked to, I know a little bit about it, uh, enough to enough to be dangerous, I guess they would say. But like, I'm just curious, have you thought about that? Because the one thing that held me back from getting the uh, the plushie was the shipping. Because to the States, it's like shipping. 40 bucks to ship or something like that. So I was like, uh, it's kind of a lot. Um, so yeah. I was just curious, have you considered something like FBA or um, something similar? Not, not, not until now, to be honest. Uh, but there's a reason for it. Uh, mm -hmm. We, we kind of don't want to make the brand uh, too. Um, I don't. I'm not sure I, I, if I know the right word, but too. It's not too accessible. It's not it. But uh, you don't want it, it to be like on to like Walmart shelves up. or something. Like you want it to yeah, be more yeah, premium. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with with the retailers, we're starting to connect with we're picking them we're not just grabbing a list from from google and just outreach to all of them so because we we want the brand to be perceived as we envisioned it so placement plays a big role in that you know you have to be in the right windows you have to be worn by the right people uh so going amazon of course it would help on volume for sure mm -hmm. But it would probably help short term, you know, and we're, we're seeing the brand as a long term thing. And these things, they take time sometimes, you know, so you have Absolutely. to be pretty um, strict about the decisions you make when you're trying to create a premium brand and a brand that's that's that holds value just by itself, you know. Yeah, which I'm glad you guys have thought that through, you know, because a lot of a lot of times it's just sort of throwing things at the wall, see what sticks, you know, because you could easily just jump over to something like Amazon or wherever, but it needs to fit the vision. Like, uh, like I do different like business consulting and whatnot. And I'm always like, 
you're looking for a compass rather than a map. And like a map would really be like, oh, step by step by step by step. But that a map never works. But as long as you have everything going towards your compass, like you know the type of brand you want, you know the the type of uh, customer base and the people you want to reach. So that's so important then. Like I'm really like, I'm not surprised at all. It's really what I expected. But I'm really glad to hear it too, because everything, it shows in everything you do that the detail is there. Like all the way down, not down to, but like Newfane City, the little microverse, micro, is it microverse? Is that how you would phrase it? I don't remember. Yeah, microverse. Yeah. Yep, sure. But like that alone is something that, is it's so special and not enough people even know about it yet it's just there's all these things that are these little bits of sand piling up that are just going to keep piling up because you guys keep going you keep at it and you're you're going towards your vision it's phenomenal i love it yeah <laughs> but yeah so yeah i i th- mm-hmm. No, I was I was just saying Newfang City says a lot about the brand, you know, everything like our if you look at it closely, our vision is all over there. Like everything we like, everything we envision for the brand, the streetwear, the gaming, the I don't know, the 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 music part, we have a record store, like everything. It's it's a bit of us that's that's right there under those buildings, you know. So um, yeah, if you want to know about Fangang, the best way to, to, to go about it is just taking a close look at New Fang City and what we've been deploying there. It's, 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 it's nice that you mention it. Yeah, and it's interesting when you say it that way. If you want to learn about like Fangang, start there. Because I think a lot of times people wouldn't even maybe jump to that thought. But it is. It's a great representation. You're right. It's, I hadn't really thought about it that way as a very unique like unexpected onboarding of sorts. Like people can like walk through the city and figure out like sort of what the deal is without reading anything. Like it's not like here's a list of of our mission and all the things that we're doing and blah, 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 blah. I like that. Yeah, and it's also kind of our, our sandbox as well, right? I mean, it's a city, it's ever expanding. So we if we feel like it or if we have something useful to add, we can always do that in the future. Mm-hmm. Like the record store, for example, we have some ideas brewing for it, but we need to find that exact right idea and then open the record store with a bang and do something fun with it. Mm-hmm. And like the the town hall or the city hall there as well, like we can add more and more and more onto it uh, and just keep it fun and refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. So from where things are at right now, what would you say your biggest challenges are? Um. Well, that's that's a big question. I don't know if uh, <laughs> we have enough time to to answer it. But like scrapping the uh, the bear market or whatever you you want to call it inside Web three, I think. And, and let's let's just stay away from from that mindset. But thinking about the brand, um, we are at the phase that we need to. Uh, have some time to build behind the scenes before we get anything new out there, you know, because the the kind of work we have to do right now, it's a lot about connections. It's a lot about outreaching. It's a lot about uh, like every, the the, the things we've been talking about for for a minute, that's, that's something we we have to, and it's, it's hard to be on web three on a daily basis and not release anything or not show anything because there's a lot of pressure like every day there's a lot of pressure and if you're not showing up i mean if 
you, there's there's ways to do it. You can say GMs and all that, that of those things. Uh, it, it's nice. We do that. We like to be engaged with our community, but it, it feels like if you're not constantly releasing something, people forget about you. So that's that's kind of where we are right now because we need to keep our holders, our collectors, the people that the fencers, the people that are part of our community, um, rewarded, active, and and feeling that that we're still here, we're doing stuff, but at the same time. The major part of our work is hap is happening behind the scenes right now because we have uh, we have a long term vision as you were talking before uh, we have a compass we don't have a map anymore uh, we 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 completed two roadmaps and we scrapped those for now we're we're doing we're thinking way more long term because I think we've proven our um, our um, value for the past year and a half you know we've been doing a lot of stuff. We've proven that we know how to do that stuff, but right now we have a vision and that vision is way far ahead. We want to become a character brand. We want to become something bigger than just an NFT project. You know, we want to go big and beyond. Uh, and that takes time and yeah. people are impatient. So I, I would say one of our biggest challenges is keeping people around and entertained and knowing that we're still here, we're still building, but at the same time, having a long term vision and working towards it, you know? so. That's yeah. that's definitely one of our challenges. Yeah, and um, that is and, sort of the the little secret, like the silver bullet that projects need is like, how do you solve that piece of the puzzle? Like, not that you need to keep like just be always present, because I don't think that's that's not a long term approach. Like, just it leads to burnout. You know, like there's things you need to do that don't involve being in Discord, on Twitter, and all of this, and lots of things, not just a few, but it's like finding that almost low effort continual thing. Like I hate to say low effort because everything's like high effort, but relatively speaking, something that's repeatable is I think about it all the time. I'm like, I don't even know what it could be. Cause you look at Pokemon, like Pokemon have all these different verticals they've done from characters. And there's always something it's always going. There's always new card packs. There's always this, there's always that. And it's like there ha that hasn't been figured out for NFTs yet, or Web3, or a brand that started in Web3, because there are the expectations, uh, arguably unrealistic expectations on Web3 brands, unfortunately. But um, it's probably just because we're so early, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. I, yeah, but... I think it will take a few years before we, we get that ball rolling, that mm -hmm. there are continuous updates to maybe not projects, but something a project has put up um because like you said like and even the biggest project in the space don't have that thing yet yeah um, um and i i'm sure it will come over time but it will take at least like five years before it's really set in stone and and you know people keep paying attention to certain projects that do certain things um continuously yeah mm -hmm. definitely and you mentioned character brand as the direction so how do you define a character brand well, that that's that's uh, been I would say eighty ninety percent of our team meetings for <laughs> yeah. the last couple of months, you know, <laughs> because there's we we've been learning so much about character brands, and, and there's mm -hmm. there's uh, some something that we are learning and trying to um, make a final decision about is that there's two ways to build a character brand. You know, you can go 
uh, the storyline slash content slash creating an animated series and whatever you want to do or release kids books or whatever and that's way more focused on characters and and on the story you're telling and then there's the lifestyle brand that's still a character brand you can think about hello kitty for instance you know they they have done shows in the past but those were a, a major failure because they're a character brand that's focused on lifestyle on lifestyle uh goodies like uh i don't know purses uh whatever it's 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 focused on the character it has a story but it doesn't have like a you don't need to be releasing episodes or doing constant books for it to be relevant you know so that's and, and we're kind of crossroads with that because we have we feel like we have characters that can have strong stories to 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 become an animated series to become kids books whatever we're, we're not not let's not focus about the 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 detailed aspect of it but at the same time our approach it, since the beginning is more focused on on things on objects on having a a, a a streetwear brand on having uh, plushies on having you know so it, it's it's been uh, I, i think we have uh, our answer right now and we're working towards it but character brands are so much more than just putting a character out there and expect it to work you know because yeah. even if you don't tell a story even if you don't uh, release an animated series even if your characters don't talk they say a lot through their expressions through what they wear through where they appear so it's that's that's what uh, we've been working on in the shadows you know uh -huh. like knowing where our brand will be and knowing what path will be um, traveling until we reach there and it re there is like way 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 uh, far far ahead you know so mm -hmm. uh, but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of decisions to be made and and those are made long term not the small things that you do on a daily basis contribute to it but like the the final destination uh <laughs> it's it's too far yeah it's oh, too yeah. far yet we we want to do it long term so uh we're taking the small steps now we're we're super early not and i'm not talking about web3 i'm talking about our our character our brand mm -hmm. uh but I, I know that the decisions we make in these early days will affect the brand like immensely down the road, you know. So we are being super uh, strategic about the decisions we make, and we will probably, uh, when when going beyond Web three, we will probably go for the niches first, you know, instead of going for Walmart or whatever we were talking about before. Yeah, we want to be in the right windows, talking with the right people because those will create culture. And that culture will spread, and then will become something that we are not yet. You know, we yeah. we will become relevant. We will mean something to people, which we all already do inside mm -hmm. Web three. But we need to do that beyond Web three, and and in order to become the character brand we want to become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like there's any um, any unex to me unexpected challenges being that you're both um is it netherlands and portugal is that yeah okay yep. it, are there any like hurdles that you have to go like like jump through or anything that you've come across that um that maybe i wouldn't expect or know about being in the states 
Um, you mean the distance between us or? Um, just thinking from building the business and like, I mean, you, you guys, you have this business together. You're living in different countries even, and you're then producing in Greece and shipping from there. Like, it feels like that could be a nightmare potentially, but I have no idea. I just, I'm just curious. I'm always curious, um, to know what I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think you have more insight on like the business side of things, Bucket. Oh yeah, um, I mean, b besides the 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 hurdles we've talked about before, uh, like when it comes to logistics and warehousing and all of that. But I think for me and Junchi, uh, the the most difficult thing is that I would I think last time we checked, it was fifty percent. Fifty percent of our target of our holders are in the U.S. in different time zones. So we end up. Uh, working late hours every day because we need to connect with people that are on the other side of the world. So that's that's the only issue because between both of us and even between our team, uh, we, we are like every single one of us is located in Europe right now. So it's it's pretty easy to go about when it comes to time zones and, and all of that to, to, to lock the meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, we're living in 2023. I mean, there's stuff like this. There's Zoom, there's Discord, there's Twitter. Like communication is not an issue anymore. Uh, we, we can send a pigeon if it's needed. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I think uh, when, when it comes to aligning visions and working together, that's fine. When it comes to being there when the community is active, when the market expects you to be there, I think that's the, big, the biggest uh hurdle that we have to face every day mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense yeah. so with everything slowed slowed down in the web3 side but also in with the with regards to the fact that you're building this brand and building this business how are you uh sort of managing runway say like actual revenues and things right now in this is a it's like a major transitional period it feels like like to go from uh web3 to a major brand like, like that you're building so there's um some runway inevitably that needs to be there how are you how are you looking at that well first of all uh, i'm a pain in the ass when it comes to budgets so uh <laughs> it's a good thing to be when so it comes to I, money <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 not that i don't like to spend money freely but uh we have to be super uh thoughtful about where our spendings are are going so we made big investments to uh to just start the, the the clothing brand we made a big investment just to start the first physical item the plush you see back there i actually have one here you know I, I like to have him around uh-huh uh love it <laughs> so we we when while the market is slow, like and I'm now I'm talking about Web three. Uh, we are trying to be as cautious as possible when it comes to spending. So uh, we are investing, but we are. Uh, I mean, I, I would say we are in a phase that we're we're not in 2021 anymore. Uh, I, I so you need to be way more careful about where 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 you bet your, your tokens, you know, uh, but, but a lot of the things you can do uh, you, you and, and a lot of the things you have to do don't exactly demand that you spend money, you know, connecting with people, uh, reaching out, all of that, you can do that without spending money. So 
that that's that's we're not spending money we're investing our time right now it's it's more about that so we're keeping the engines running we're re releasing new stuff uh, every every now and then but uh i mean I, I wish we still had like the crazy uh bull run uh that happened in in 2021 but, but i mean i i think that's that's what's um making projects stand right now versus the ones that gave up along the way is that we were always super careful about uh our our vault our spendings uh everything we we've done along the way uh because we knew this time would come you know and and since we're building long term we kn we knew we had to be ready uh to keep things running until our current market and the place we come from uh, slows down which is happening right now mm -hmm. um so, so yeah, it's more about keeping the engines running right now, keeping the community close, keeping the community together, delivering value through other ways rather than just sending ETH uh, <laughs> everywhere, you know. Uh, but, but at the same time, connecting with people and making sure this, uh, this logistics, this uh, right places to be seen are found and that we can connect with them uh, to get the brand out there because that will bring there's 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 actually uh i would say uh medium term return on that because if we manage to connect with people on web 2 outside of web 3 that connect with the brand and that know that this brand is coming from web 3 and that we are a web 3 company a creative company that comes from Web3, we were born, born in Web3. Mm -hmm. We will probably attract more attention to our space. And that's that's one of our goals. So it, it's it's a bit like a Trojan horse, you know? <laughs> we, 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 like we connect with people through the characters, through all the storyline we are building, and then we can bring them into our own territory and do more stuff with them. And I mean, increase uh, the value uh, for, for, for everyone because the biggest, uh, uh, our, our community, and I mean, at some point we'll, we will stop calling it a community and it will become something bigger than that, you know? But the more people we bring into our space, the more value it will have for everyone. So that's, that's kind of our medium term approach. We need to catch new people. We need to do it through our plushies, through our... Uh, streetwear to everything we've been putting on the market so they these people come into our territory our place our space become one with it and then there's there's more to to explore you know mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's small steps will take us there absolutely yeah are there any so you have the products the the plushie the um apparel are there any other um sort of short near-term revenue models you guys are thinking about because it is it's a it's such a fuzzy area like sort of where do you even go like in during this time and just real quick investing your time in this stuff speaks to me so much that's everything we do we come from like a minimalist kind of like a minimalist business background our expenses are nothing I mean, it's it just we keep everything to the minimum. I do all the accounting. Every one hundred percent of everything is in house, um, and but then we're also service providers for other people. So it just it works out. But it really speaks to me there. But anyway, that's a that's a tangent. But sort of short term, sort of revenues. And I know we're getting in the weeds with the business stuff. But I'm always just curious, just in terms of maybe short term, near term revenues or anything. Is there anything that you're thinking about? And it's totally fair if you if there isn't, because this is a grand vision, a long term plan. 
Yeah, I mean, we we've we recently. I was saying we recently had the the plushies release. Mm -hmm. It was in in Christmas. So instead of just going web two and setting up a Shopify store and having it ship directly from there, we created a new mint, and it was an experience. So mm -hmm. that was it was the first time we we did a paint mint uh, since our launch. But uh, at the same time, we weren't we weren't focused on the NFT assets by themselves, but rather uh, in the experience we created for it, you know? So that was a way to go about it. We could uh, we could sell the plushies in a more interesting way uh, and at the same time have a, a new revenue stream that we, we didn't have besides the, the royalties. Uh, of course, we have like the, the physical items we, you talked about. Uh, and we actually, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I should share much about it, but we <laughs> talked about having some kind of services that people are trying to uh, be onboarded into Web3. So we, we haven't done anything about it yet, but think schools, think advertising agencies, think brands, helping them uh, go through this process uh, helped by someone that's already in the space that already knows how the space moves already has a su successful brand to onboard them into the space mm -hmm. uh and and of course that that uh, can bring revenue with it but that's something we don't want to focus our efforts there we don't want to focus the brand there because that's totally uh off brand when it comes to the character brand we are mm -hmm. building you know that's more of a revenue stream as you were talking about rather than something that will make the brand uh, go beyond what it is right now, but but yeah, I mean we have to be prepared because uh, it's it's a tough market these days, right? So we have to find new revenue streams. We have to keep people happy. We can't stop paying for what we have to pay on a monthly basis. So yeah, uh, it's it's it, we we have to figure out ways to bring more revenue into the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not in terms of specific numbers, but what are some of those things that you have to pay for on a monthly basis? Just uh, broadly speaking, I don't want need details or anything. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I, I guess it's fine when when you start a you have to pay accountants, you have to mm -hmm. pay servers, you have to pay the team, you have to pay uh, logistics, you have to pay the warehousing. You have to pay, I don't know, from the top of my head. Uh, uh, Discord GL bots. Me. Yeah, that, <laughs> Discord that bots, kind of stuff like too. Yeah. Uh, we, you have to pay whenever, I, I was mentioning earlier that we are working uh, with, with people uh, on specific projects. So you need to pay that people to work with you. So I, I would say those are the big expenses every mm -hmm. month and uh, they, they are big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everything adds up a lot quicker than yeah, uh, yeah. than we'd hope or maybe even think yeah. at times. But um, yeah. it totally makes sense. And so you guys are some of the... Um, you guys are enigmas. I couldn't find anything about you guys before <laughs> this, uh, before Web3, which is so uncommon for me. Like usually I can find some tidbit, a little thing here and there. I, I mean, obviously, I couldn't find your names, nothing. Was that a concerted, like, effort from, like, going in day one into Web3, like, before you even knew each other? Were you both thinking, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to approach this more from, like, a, 
like a secret, almost like a Banksy, I guess, even like a secret artist kind of thing. Was that something conscious going in? Uh, for me personally, uh, it kind of was actually because I I love the anonymity of Web3. Mm -hmm. uh, when when I got into it, I mean, the first time I heard of it was with CryptoPunks, right? Like back in March 2021, uh, that's when I joined. Everyone was just their PFP mm -hmm. uh, and their online name. And like you mentioned before, my my early name was uh, Cyber Stamps. <laughs> it wasn't really a personality or whatever. It was just the collection name. After that was Cyberdoge. It was also not my name. It was a collection name. And then after a while, I was like, well, maybe I need my own persona, kind of. Um, but then also I need a PFP. I don't want to show my face too much. Mm -hmm. uh, not because of any specific reason, but more like, you know, everyone's doing it. So and maybe I should be doing it as well. And it's also kind of normal on the internet, I feel like. Maybe not on Instagram or whatever, but like on Reddit or certain Discord communities, everyone has a funny or cool PFP and not really their face. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was already kind of used to that, uh, being in those circles. So for me, it was kind of second nature to not really be like, hey, my name is this, this is my face, connect with me, but rather like um, have a certain tone of voice, a certain persona, um, not really hiding behind something, but more like having fun with it. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? So that, that was kind of my angle going into Web3 with Junchi and, and the thanks to PFP and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you come to the name? It, if that's okay. Mm, well, my real name is Jesse. I'm, I'm comfortable sharing that. Oh, okay. but, um, and then um, years ago, I had a nickname in, in, uh, in Dutch. It, it sounds more normal, but it's Yusa. And then after that, I was like, I'm tired of that name. Uh, let me pick my own one for Web3. And I just, you know, I'm into Japanese stuff. Junshi is a Japanese is a Japanese word. Uh, Sounds cool. It's also with a J. Uh, let me pick that. <laughs> and then it just stuck with me, like how CyberDog stuck with me for a while and CyberStamps as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, never thought about changing it anymore because it just, it's easy to remember. It's approachable. It's, it's just me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you've um, both so, yeah. carved out your names as your own personal brand, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for Paka, it, it came from Alpaca, of course. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and coming back to your question, I think one of the reasons why that happened is because we're both super shy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, uh, we, we, we don't like to get ourselves out there too much, not because we have something to hide, but mainly because we don't need to show our faces to show our work, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so at the same time, it was a consequence of that. You know, we, we are our web three personas, our artist names are, are those. So we are comfortable with starting to build like our own path, starting with those names. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so that's probably why you couldn't find anything because we're super shy. I mean, I, I rarely post on social media, uh, out of Twitter, uh, I had an Instagram account that, I mean, I haven't posted for two years or something like that. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a social beast uh, uh, opposed to a lot of people in Web3 that I don't know how they do it, but they always have something to say, something to show. Uh, and we're just not that kind of people, I guess. We're, we're both uh, super introverts and shy. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's just a consequence of it. Well, yeah, and that's why we get along. Like, I feel like we get along because I'm the same way. If it wasn't for this show, which I started like in 2020 during the pandemic, I wanted to do this for like since 2016 or 15 or something. I just never pulled the trigger. But if it wasn't for this, I don't talk to anyone. 
like everything I do is online. Like building our business, it's, it was always over text or email. I was like, no calls. It's just me and my business partner, Dave. That's the whole business. And everything was uh, streamlined to fit my needs. And so I totally, yeah. totally can understand that. Um, yeah. I've been looking at the sign over your shoulder, Baka. What does that say? Because I see it ends with farta over your, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you understand Portuguese or not? Really? I do not. But it, farta just sounds funny. So I'm just very curious what it says. <laughs> no, I, I, I can tell you what, what it means. Uh, it says there's there's a Portuguese saying, which I'll directly translate mm -hmm. uh, uh, that says uh, lies have short legs, you know. Mm. Uh, so y even if you lie, you're going to get caught. So this one is the spin-off on it that says uh, lies have short legs, but they run fast as hell. Nice. You know, it's, it's something like that. I like uh, that. Nice. Yeah. So that's the, we see this happening every day. There's like a lot of people that like they build something around them that's clearly not them, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and this is this kind of relates to it. Yeah, absolutely. We see that so much in the space just it's it's easy when someone has the sort of nefarious approach to it to hide behind the stuff and um yeah. i love that that's never been you guys like clearly you've never you've never strayed from this like genuine authentic path which i i really appreciate and i really appreciate both of you being on camera like just i wanted to just say that like it means a lot like i just i love connecting with people face to face even though we're thousands of miles apart but it just it's it just means a lot, so I, I really appreciate it, and I I think this is going to be a great episode for anyone who's uh, watching or listening because it's I know it's, it wasn't like your idea to sort of face reveal in this way. At the same time, I think it's it is it's nice. It's just another level of connection that I think we'll all feel. So I just I really appreciate both of your both of your uh, openness and your time. Yeah. And thank you for pushing us out of our comfort zone. We need it sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Junji and Paka for joining me on this episode. Why are you smirking? I guess I realized I have the camera. So you don't even I know, know what you're like, doing. I, I, I totally. Yeah. I don't look. Can I hear you? Hello. 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 Hi. There you are. But yeah, I I forgot that I had it over on my side. So you don't even know what you're looking at. That's fine. I was guessing. I was you're going off the buttons. feeling of the buttons. Yeah. It's okay, though. But yeah, I mean, that was a great episode. I'm so really grateful was. for them to. Uh, I'm glad doing... that you asked about Farta. <laughs> and were you and looking it ended at it up too? being something very serious. It was like a very good. Uh, I like that. Like uh, lies don't have legs. Yeah. It's, I thought so. Yeah. That's really smart. But. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful that they uh, not only took the time, but they were showing they their faces. Themselves. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, the way you said that sounds bad, but well, <laughs> <laughs> tune in and find out. Oh wait, but you already did. Never mind. <laughs> I just I love seeing people uh, meeting people face to face. It means a lot for me, and I hope yeah. uh, you out there enjoyed it as well. Um, He's talking to you. So I, think, I really want one of the plushies. Do you want one? We'll have to get one. Yeah. Yeah, like I planned on it. There's the shipping held me up, but. Look on, don't be cheap. I know. No. <laughs> okay. So with that, this has been started now. I'm Jeff Sarris. This is Amara Andrew Hi. over there. And we will see you next time. Bye.